Yo, we so po- KY podcast. What week we in? We in week 16 at this point. We got Yo. four GMs left. The playoffs is tight. It has shrunk in half already. We going to go over the quarterfinal scores, the semifinals matchups. We also going to talk about who's going to get in the playoffs, Jaguars, Lions, Colts, Packers, which teams we think will fit in. Uh, does Jalen Hurts need a little R&R before the playoff push? Are the refs starting to control the outcomes of games? I know that's going to be a big topic. Raiders versus the Pats. The Vikings come back against the Colts and the Wild finishes from week 14. I guess I'm a week ahead. Wow. And last topic, we're going to do which Top Gun would you start a franchise with a round that's currently in the league. Then we're going to have a special segment at the end of the episode. I'm not going to unwrap that just yet. We're just kind of going to fall into that one. But to kick it off with the quarterfinal scores, Rick, do you got it pulled up by chance, sir? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I got him pulled up now. Uh, So there was four matchups this week. The first matchup uh, really was the game of the week. It was uh, Kamo and Pete. Kamo scored the second most points this week, but lost. So his playoff uh, hopes have now been derailed. Pete continued his winning ways. He plays, uh, or he beat Kamo 130 to 119, advancing to the semifinal. In the second matchup, that was the 1 8 matchup. The second matchup was the 4 5 matchup, which featured myself, a team has no name, versus Coleman, give me strength. Uh, I handled Coleman pretty easily on that. There will be a new champion this year. I beat him 112 to 63. It was a 49 point deficit, the largest of the uh of the playoffs. The third, uh, the surprise of the week, you had a 3-6 matchup. It was Neil Uphill versus Brew. Uh, God got me. And Brew beat Neil without a quarterback in his lineup. Brew ran out of moves. He had Mike White in his lineup. Uh, who obviously, you know, didn't play. They started Zach Wilson. He still knocked off Neil, uh, 75 to 72 to advance in the semifinals. Then lastly, you had Kane, your favorite piece of bacon, knocking off Don and then his playoff hopes, sipping tea in your hood, 103 to 87. So uh, Pete, myself, Brew, and Kane are the final four advancing to the semifinals in the league. And the T runneth no more. Consolation bracket time. And I just used my last move because I paid my entry fee and I'm going to use all of them. <laughs> but uh, going to the next topic, we're going to have the court, uh, semifinals uh, playoff matchups. It's getting real tight. The cream has rose to the top. Can't hate on any GM right here. Actually, I can hate on one. Uh, yeah, Mr. Can I buy another move? But uh, <laughs> we have a team versus no name. Rick versus the commish, the coach, Petey. Right now, Projections has Pete winning. Um, still not sure why he has three trophies next to his team name, respectfully, as one of those titles is in high dispute. Second matchup, Kane versus Brew. And Kane, welcome to the championship. Uh. I mean, there's no other way around it. If something happens yeah, yeah, and yeah. God finds a way to let Brew into the ship, I will not return to the league next year. Uh, let's go ahead and stamp <laughs> that on the record. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brew is Cinderella. What what Drake say? 
Cinderella about to lose the glass off their foot. Man, I just gonna see how Mike White not not playing again and brew out of moves. He about to get his face smacked off, man. Yeah, it's time for Mercer to stop dancing, man. It's time for that to go home. <laughs> but uh, with the playoff push, man, we got some teams making a surge. We got the Jaguars right there who just beat uh, uh, one of Rick's most hated rivals who we went in on a couple episodes again, ago, uh, the Cowboys. The Lions are right there waiting for one of the NFC East teams to fall out of that final wild card spot. Uh, not sure why the Colts was listed on here. I'm pretty sure Pete was off of too much medication putting this in the list. Uh, Packers, uh, which teams do we think is going to get in the playoffs? We kind of touched on this last episode. Both of y'all wasn't here. Which teams do y'all see making a final push? Rick, do you think all four of the NFC East teams can get in? Uh, I, I honestly, you know, a few weeks ago I said, yeah, but – I also didn't expect the Lions to to start the search that they started. Uh, they knocked us off um, when I was asked that question, and they continued to win. Looking at their schedule, uh, the Lions play they they have the easiest schedule out of all the teams remaining left in the uh, playoff hunt. I think we get in. Uh, us being the the Commanders this week helped us out a lot. Gave us like a ninety one percent chance. We got the Vikings, the Colts, and the Eagles left. And I think the Eagles are going to rest at the end of the year. But, I I, I mean, I, I feel like if we win one of those three games, we're a lot for sure to get in. Um, but I think the Lions have the best chance out of those teams that you named. The Jaguars, I just think they hopped on too late. There's too many There's too many uh, eight and six teams. I think the Chargers got that sold up. The last seed is the Dolphins, bro. Like, there's no way that uh, they're going to catch up the Jaguars are going to catch up with the Dolphins or the, the Chargers because it looks like the Chargers are starting to hit their stride. So I think out of everybody, I think the Commanders could drop. I think I think it's over for the Seahawks. I think it's between the Commanders and the Lions, but I think with the Lions' schedule, man, I mean, I, I said that earlier, but just let me tell you who they play left. They got the Bears, they have the Packers, and they have the Panthers. All of those are under 500 teams. So if anybody has a chance out of those teams you named, I think it's the Lions. Okay, I want to interject on the Dolphins thing. I'm kind of thinking that they might be the team to fall out to allow a Jacksonville Jets or New England to slide in. The Dolphins got a hard remaining schedule. Um, I mean, they got the Packers, but of course, never doubt A-Rod. They got the Patriots, Division 4. One thing Bill Belichick's going to do is play some defense. Then they play the Jets again. Luckily, two of their last three games is at home, but I don't know. With the losing streak they've been on, albeit two of them were close games, the 49ers slapped them. I think they fall out. Uh, I don't see the Jaguars making up ground. Um, and as far as the NFC, I think the Lions do slide into that spot where the Commanders are. Um, yeah, Commanders got some tough games left, too, and people inside the division. Bravo, what is your playoff picture looking like? Is there uh, any surprises? Um, You know what? I'm going to just go out here and make a bold prediction, and I'm going to say two teams nobody expected to get there. I'm going to say the Jaguars and the Lions find a way, and both of them go back to playoffs. Um. The Packers just, they won, what, two or three games in a row now? I don't 
still don't have much faith in them. I mean, they're just not that great as a team. Um, and the Lions have already beat them once. So I like I like Detroit. Um, I like Jacksonville to get in. I don't like Washington to get in. I feel like that um, that game against the Giants was a must win for them to secure a playoff spot. Schedule, um, and they, they got us this week. So I don't know if that's going to be – we. I ain't going to say it's a L because I don't ever want to count my chickens before they hatch. But more than likely, they'll probably lose that game. And I just feel like they, they kind of shot themselves in the foot by losing that game against New York. So I like the Jaguars. I like the Lions. I like um, the Dolphins getting one of those spots. Is that, wait, is that mathematically possible? For the Dolphins and the Jags to get in, that there's one to slide out for the other to get in. One charges mm-hmm. about that. Charges. Mm. Because the Jags are two games behind, uh, has two more losses than the Dolphins right now. Mm. Okay. All right, I'll change that then. I like the Dolphins. I like the Dolphins. I didn't realize it was two games. All right, I like the Dolphins. I like the Chargers to get in. They seem to be, um, I wouldn't say peaking, but they seem to be improving at the right time. And give me the Lions as a surprise team to jump in in the NFC. Okay, I can dig it. I can dig it. Uh, before, Bruce, I pull, oh, go ahead. Go before, ahead. We go for, before we go for, uh, further, though, the Jaguars still got a chance to win that division, too. That's what I was about to say. They got, they're they going to win, and the Titans yeah. are going to drop. Because they played the Titans uh, the last game of the year. So, yeah. So, Jags and no, Dolphins can both make it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Titans. Titans is gonna slide out. Nah, wow. yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say uh, the only way I see the Jags making the playoffs is if they win that division. Yeah. Uh, because even if they went out, the most games they can win is nine. That's not gonna be enough with the Dolphins, and then you got <clears throat> a few other teams. You got the Dolphins. I mean, you got the New England can still win ten games. You got Baltimore. Baltimore can lose two out of three and still win ten games. So I just don't see whoever whoever doesn't win the AFC South is not making the playoffs. Put it to you like that, because the Chargers likely is going to win out. If the Chargers don't lose to the Colts this weekend, they're going to win eleven games. So they got one locked up. Uh, I do think the Lions make it. They've won six out of seven. They really could have won seven out of seven. Uh, we saw that game versus the Bills on Thanksgiving Day. So I think they <clears throat> do. Um, I think it's going to be, we're going to see what happens when the Giants play, um, the Vikings. I think if the Giants don't win this week, they're not making the playoffs. I think they beat the Colts, but I don't think they beat the Eagles in Philly. I thought the best chance for the Giants to beat Eagles, beat the Eagles was at home and they didn't, they got blown out. So if they don't win Sunday, they're done. Um, so yeah, I like the Lions. I think it's over for Seattle, too. Uh, Seattle's going to lose to the Seahawks. I mean, Seattle's going to lose to the Chiefs, my bad. And they might lose to the Jets. So, their seasons, it's over. They probably they might beat the Rams the last game, but it's over. So, that's how I see it. The Dolphins probably will get in. It'll be the Chargers in the wild card. And it'll be um, the, third, oh, the Ravens. Because it, like, it looks like since he's going to win that division. And as far as the NFC, the Giants have a chance. I just think they have to win Sunday. What so if he, I, what if I, he I, ends up, though, like, 
the Giants got to go 0-3 and, and the Commanders got to go 2-1 and one for them to jump us because we got a game up and we are on the tiebreaker. Oh, I didn't even speak on the Commanders because I just automatically assumed they weren't getting in. Because <laughs> you got to think, Dallas has got one locked up. I got Detroit getting in. Tampa Bay is going to win that division. But you got San three Francisco. wild cards. You got three yeah, wild so cards. I, so two wild cards, in my opinion, is gone. I think Detroit and Dallas. Dallas is locked up. I think Detroit, their schedule is easy. I think they finish 2-1 and one or 3-0. and oh. So I guess it's going to come down to the Giants or Washington. I guess I'll probably pick the Giants then after what I seen from Washington last week. Washington being at home playing a game like that, they look horrible. So I'm going to go with the Giants then, I guess. Because there's no way that the Giants are going to go 0-3, I don't think. I can definitely feel you on that point. I don't think they go 0-3 to end the season either, um, especially with them playing the Eagles week 17. I definitely expect us to actually rest our players at that point at a time. Uh, we, owe them, we owe them one anyway. But, uh, Rob, what – well, Jeff Saturday. My apologies, uh, Rob. <laughs> what is what is your playoff? What is your playoff picture looking like this week, man? Uh, man, it's pretty much the same as last week. I think it's. I think the Jags get in. I think the Titans drop out. Um, I think the Chargers they get in, and uh, who else would it be in the AFC? Um, I guess the Ravens. I said the going to win. I guess the Ravens probably will end up with the wild card. And then uh, in the NFC, mm, trying to, I think Washington's probably done. The Cowboys got a spot locked up. Um, the Packers, they still got to play the Jags. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, the Packers ain't going to make it then. Um, so I guess, I mean, I guess, yeah, since the Giants won, I guess they pretty much just locked it up. The NFC's pretty much already, you know, it's already in. So who else is it? It's the Giants, the the uh, the Giants, the Lions, and the Cowboys. Yeah. yeah Seattle. I mean, we see it. It's not much that can really change for real in case somebody just, you know, just goes flat or something. So, yeah, I don't Green Bay may lose all three of their next games. So, yeah. So, yeah, it looks like it's pretty much locked up right there. That's, that's pretty much all I have. All right. That's a bet. That's a bet. Next topic, we're going to talk about Jalen Hurts. Uh, he suffered a shoulder sprain last game. And the topic is, do we think he needs a little R&R to rest up? Sitting at 13-1, top of the NFC. Is it really a point to risk him playing these last three games? All you need to really do is win one or hope for a couple losses to actually sew up the one seed. Brew, do you think the Eagles should risk playing him? Just to keep the rhythm going, or you think they should just go ahead and rest them? And if so, how many games? Three games left. I personally do not. Well, y'all got a bye week, too, so that makes it a little bit different for me. I was going to say, I don't like my teams coming off a bye week in the playoffs. But with this many games left, you could lose it out, and you're still going to probably have the one seed. Because every time you think Dallas is – on a streak, they end up losing a game like they did last week, throwing it right to the defender. So um, I would rest them at least a game or two. I mean, you got Minshew, he's capable, and you're really not losing anything. The division's locked up. So um, especially if y'all win Sunday. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's already locked up because y'all haven't lost in the division. Well, no, y'all did lose in the division, didn't you? Lost to the Washington. 
I would rest him at least a game, maybe two. Uh, I definitely would try to play him that last game just to shake the rust off because then you got a bye week. So I would definitely do that because um, without him, I think Minshew can win a playoff game with y'all's defense, but y'all don't have a Super Bowl aspirations with Minshew. I can dig it. One thing I did want to point out, even though I hate the Cowboys, that L was not on deck. It bounced right off CeeDee Lamb's hands into the defender's pocket, which sucks. Uh, But, oh well. Uh, The Cowboys. Definitely the Cowboys. Rob, what do you think the Eagles should do? You think they should rest them? Think they should play them? If they should sit them, how many games you think of? Nah, man, if he can play, play. I don't like this sitting thing, and this is coming from a coach fan. Every single time we've done that and you're going to have a bye, I don't see the point. I mean, if he can play, then I suggest play him every game. What's the point? I mean, if you want to take him out, then take him out of halftime, but I don't see the point in not letting him play. And I think y'all should try to at least finish the season off. What do y'all got? Y'all only got one loss, right? Yeah, try to finish the season off, man. I don't understand why teams just want to go into that rest thing. It don't work. You know, every team that does that, they get beat. Just about so, I wouldn't. I wouldn't try to go into the one seed. You know, not playing my starters. Might as well just play everybody. I think if they can play, you know, and they take them out of halftime. You know, if you're winning, so that's just me. That's how I feel about it. I don't think you should. In case, in case he needs it, but if he can play, now I, I suggest playing him, especially against the Cowboys. Honestly, this next matchup against the Cowboys, I personally don't care about. I want us to actually go out there and put Gardner Minshew out there on the field and beat them because they complained about us beating their backup quarterback. I say we go out there and beat them with ours. Uh, I want him to rest for the Cowboys game. I want him to play the Saints game and maybe half of the Giants game or a quarter and just let him out after that. But the Saints game for sure because we own a first-round draft pick in this upcoming draft. So definitely want to make sure the Saints lose that game. Uh, so yeah, sit them one game, still secure the one seed, get the bye. That should be plenty enough for us. Bravo. What do you think the Eagles should do with Hurts? Do you think they should rest them? Do you think they should play them a little bit? If they should sit them, how many games do you think? I mean, I'm kind of in line with what Rob said. Like, I don't really believe in like resting players. I mean, you ain't necessarily got to play a whole game, but I feel like, you know, just get some reps in and be ready for the playoffs, especially if you're about to have a one seed and you're going to have a bye week anyway. Um, if he's healthy enough to play and you don't really see any serious um, risk to, you know, make the injury worse, then let him play. Like, in the Dallas game, just because, you know, this is going to be a primetime game. This is what everybody's been waiting for all year. Um, the implications aren't really there anymore since Dallas blew it last week against the Jaguars. But, yeah, man, like, let him get them reps in, bro, play, even if it's only for a half. Like, let him get the reps in, get ready for the playoffs, rest on the bye week, and then come out ready to go. Definitely dig it. Rick, what you think about the whole situation? I mean, he's hurt, so it's not like a rest situation. And I know we talk about the severity of the injury, but, like, it could not be severe, and then he go play, and then it becomes severe. So uh, I think they they only need to win one more game. Because y'all beat the Vikings, right? Vikings the only other team that could uh, challenge y'all for that number one seed. I'd say – you play them against the Cowboys and try to get that dub. And then you got the Saints, rest them there, and then play them in the 
I don't even know if you play him in the first half against the Giants because I think Bruce said it like there's a bye week. So does it really matter? Because nah. he's going to be resting there anyway. So, like, yeah, I don't know. Just play him. But, like, yeah. do you, but I, I would definitely rest him against the Saints. I mean, yeah, he's injured. So, and if you beat the Cowboys, you got the number one seed. What are you playing for? Like, I guess you play him a little bit against us, but I don't think you should play him the whole game. Because if he's injured, he's injured. All the other starters can play, but, like, bro's injured. So, I just wouldn't risk it. But I would go ahead and solidify the game against the Cowboys and get that out of the way, and then you can manage it however you want to. We owe y'all one, man. I'm going to send a kite up to Howie, man. Tell him to sit Jalen for that game. Then sure y'all make it in a playoff. Uh, I think we're going to have it locked up before we play y'all anyway. We still got the Colts on New Year's. Jesus. That's a layup. Actually, I won't say that's a layup. Nah, that ain't no layup. It definitely ain't no layup. Yeah, it definitely ain't no layup. Ain't no layup, bro. It's Ribs team, so I, I'm, I feel pretty confident. Hey, hold on. Let me throw this in real quick. Y'all think Matt Ryan shell-shocked with big leads? Because <laughs> like, it's like the bigger his league get, the smaller he get on the field. No. Like he's the king of blown leagues. No, I man, honestly, like PTSD. A lot of man, a lot of that's on Matt Ryan, but dog, the play calling was terrible, and they didn't let him throw the ball down the field. Maybe because it is Matt Ryan. Yeah, but I mean, Jesus, he, yeah. I don't think he. I don't think he shrinks. I just don't think he's got it anymore. I think he's done. The Super Bowl. I don't think it's even the same thing. I just think he's done, man. Like yeah. we couldn't even. We couldn't even sustain a to, you know, get a couple of first downs to take some time off the clock. So I don't think it's I him. I think it's had, just a play call. I forgot y'all still had Nick Foles. My God. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but he is, ain't it either. Uh, yeah, no, no, this, no, 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 no. I know, I know that, but I just I didn't know yet that, that he still was in the league. Bro, I was I didn't even know Nick Foles was still in the league, dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's. <laughs> He's been, he's been there. He's got the dish, I think. Yeah. He went there. With all due respect, bro, fire y'all GM because y'all got to stop bringing in these old quarterbacks, dog. I don't, I don't understand it, bro. Y'all keep bringing in these Rick old Ollum. quarterbacks. Rick, all of Rick, all of them. I mean, two. Not, I mean, it ain't all of them. We are two. I mean, but the better, the brother, the better. Like the veteran quarterback, bro, ain't the way, bro. Like, get try something else, bro, because it ain't working. Hey, man, we're going to take us to the chat, man. Let me take us to our next topic. <laughs> hey, the got... veteran quarterback can be the way. They just can't be 35. Nah, bro, it, it can be, but it ain't for them because they keep picking the wrong ones. Well, they're going for 35-year-olds, though. Denver was doing <laughs> the same thing a few years ago. Like, no, no, no. Like, I think y'all just kind of y'all, – y'all do know Phillip Rivers went 11-5 and five in the COVID season. Like I ain't, I ain't said I know Philip Rivers is old, but I ain't sitting there saying that was a horrible season, bro. It was COVID, new team. He went eleven and five. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't kill him on the on the Philip so Rivers. So did y'all? So did you sign Philip Rivers to go eleven and five, or did you sign Philip Rivers to try to win the ship? I mean, we did only lose to the Bills by like three points at the end of the game. I ain't saying we would have won it. I'm just saying he is old, but it's like, all right, cool. You you have a you have a dude retired. You don't see nobody in the draft. It's like, all right, cool. We're gonna go over Philip Rivers. They probably wanted to come back. He retires. Then you go get wins. And I think that's why Chris Ballard. Honestly, I don't know why we're talking about the coach right now. So I had to go ahead and mute Rob. But <laughs> move on to the next topic. We got the Raiders versus the Pats. 
uh, and the Vikings come back, man, that wild finish, man. <laughs> Brew. Actually, Rob, it's about your team. Let's let you back on the mic to talk about this one first, man. What would you think about the meltdown last week? No, we don't talk about them. I was just saying. <laughs> no, who, no. Who turned up? Who turned up for the Vikings for him? Huh? Who who turned up for the Vikings? Who's that guy that was catching passes? What do you want me to say? I didn't say Justin Jefferson was horrible. I didn't say he was terrible. I just said I don't think he's better than Jamar Chase. I'm not recalling that. I'm bro, not sitting because you be coming in there, bro. You be coming in there talking about Chase would never. He did. He did Sunday. What are you talking about, bro? What did he do Sunday? Less than what Jefferson did. Nigga, they won the game. What do you? I don't. I don't understand. Bro, see, that's what I'm talking about right there, Don. He talked about JJ didn't do nothing until the second half, right? JJ he ended up with like over second half. Too. Yeah. Chase go against the Buccaneers. He didn't do nothing to the second half, and his stat line was 64 in the tub, bro. You talking about Chase with never? He did. He did worse. Yeah, That's can all we I'm get saying, bro? Don't make a comment. And then no, when no, no, you no, no, wrong, no. you bring up something different, bro. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Same thing, Rick. They was down 33 to nothing. It was garbage time, bro. They was literally just throwing the ball every time. He didn't get a touchdown until the fourth quarter. I'm not saying Justin Jefferson's not good. I'm just saying, bro, it was three quarters. He didn't really do nothing. Now, I get it. Chase ain't going to have a great game every single time. But I don't really – I don't even ever attack Chase. I mean, ever attack Jeff, Jefferson. You just you just bring it up because if I don't mention somebody that you like, it's an issue. I don't have to mention somebody that you like because it's my opinion. Maybe I just forgot him. I still don't think Justin Jefferson should be in the MVP race. Right, That's just bad. me. I think what Tyreek Hill is doing is different than – I think bad, that was our issue. Take. You came in talking about the- it's a, That's a huh? bad take. That's a bad take because it ain't got nothing to do with who I like, bro. I was responding off something you said off the pod last week. You said off the pod. Y'all made it sound like Justin Rick, Jefferson really was getting in the Hall of Fame because of his story, bro. Like, I heard that on the pod. I don't know who said it, but that was the wildest take I heard, bro. Who, nobody said that, bro. <laughs> you said it, I believe. Nobody's- no, 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 no. Bro. I ain't say he's getting into the Hall of Fame off of his story, bro. I'm, I'm a, I'm, hey, I'm hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We, <laughs> we can take this part of the segment to the chat. But uh, Kirk Cousins came back. He had, what, negative one at half <laughs> in the fantasy league. Mm-hmm. They finished with 460 passing yards, four touchdowns. He did throw two picks. K.J. Osborne, 157 yards receptions. Uh, 157 yards receiving, 10 receptions, one touchdown. Justin Jefferson, 12 receptions, 123 yards, and a touchdown. And, yeah, it was a complete meltdown. But shifting over to that Raiders-Pats game, hey, man, what the f- was Jacoby Myers thinking at the end of the he wasn't, game? He wasn't like, bro, a tie game. <laughs> that was like the JR situation in the fight. Bro, no lie. No lie. I was at uh, Dave & Buster's in Hawaii, bro, and we they had the game on. And they had the Patriots fans and they had the Raiders fans there. So when uh, Ramondre Stevenson was running the ball, the Patriots fans thought, oh, are we getting in field goal position? But then the clock ran to zero. So they thinking that they still had a chance with the ladder or the Myers. They thinking ladder, like that's making moves. So the, the, the hype starts to go. Then all of a sudden, bro, the energy just shifted. And the, and the Raiders, caught, uh, Chandler Jones got that ball from Myers and ran it back, bro. And the Patriots fans were just like, Hurt, bro, and then the, the Raiders fans were just going crazy in there. It was, it was a wild atmosphere, bro. Man, I really wish I could have heard that game. Uh, 
with the uh, Spanish people, man. I know they, I know they was going crazy. <laughs> I know they was going nuts over there. The, Bro, the, uh, the announcer on the Raiders radio said, "That's one of the dumbest plays I ever seen in history." <laughs> but can anybody explain to me? Do you, was it? Did they think that they were down? Like, what? Uh, what could possibly have, be the reasoning that he did that? No idea. Like, it, and honestly, I know Jacoby Myers is going to get like most of the blame because he threw the the interception. But Ramon J. Stevenson should just went down. Like, why are you still running, brother? The, the game's tied. You have no chance to break this for a touchdown. Just go down, fam. Get tackled. That's it. That's what he was. Why told are you, you trying to lateral? What are you doing? So, I mean, it's it's on both of them, bro. But yeah, that's that's hands down like the prop. It, it is the dumbest football play I've ever seen in my life, Don. It's, it's one of the wildest endings I've seen to a game ever. Well, especially when it's like a playoff spot on the line. Yeah, like Rangers is need... fighting for the playoffs. Yeah, you gotta have more game awareness than that, dog. Like, I feel bad when he had to go to the press room and answer questions immediately about that because hey. I've been crushed on the field. I'm well, not. He, even, you I'm, know what? I'm skipping the locker room. I'm showering at the crib. He owned up to it though, bro. He manned yeah. up and answered the questions though, so I can respect him for that. For yeah. sure. Hey, uh, Brew, what you think about the meltdowns, man? Which one do you think was bigger, the Vikings, Colts, or Raiders, Patriots? The dumbest one was obviously the uh, Patriots. <clears throat> that pretty much cost them the playoffs, in my opinion, unless they went out. They went out, I guess they win 10 games, they might have a chance. But uh, that was like, I mean, that wasn't a gimme because going to overtime, you know, it's 50-50. But, uh, but the Colts, like, so, and Rob, Rob said it too. When they got up to 20, because they were scoring fast. Like, I was on the phone with Rob, and they were up like 7 to nothing, then they went up 10 to nothing. Like, it's, it seems like five-minute combo, and next thing you know, they was up 17. Then they went up 20. And I was like, yeah, but y'all probably going to find a way to trick. And then Rob was like, nah, definitely. We definitely going to find a way to trick. But then next thing you know, they was up 33. So I'm like. I knew the Vikings were weak, but 33 points, I was like, yeah, ain't no way they're coming back. And then the Colts got conservative. And that's something I never understand. That's probably, like, the most frustrating thing for me as watching a football game. I've never played Madden or anything and said, well, I got 33. (laughs) We can just go ahead and milk the clock. Like, that's the dumbest thing to me ever. So when coaches do it, that pisses me off. But to blow a 33-point lead, bro, I'm – I mean, if they weren't as bad as they are, he should have been fired on the spot. But, you know, they're already bad. He was a replacement coach getting hired off TV. So, it yeah, is man. what it is. But you still don't want to see your team do that, man. <laughs> Definitely don't want to see your team do that, man. It was it was certainly a bad look. Uh, terrible look. Absolutely terrible. But we're going to take a quick break right here, and then we're going to come back and talk about – who we want leading our team as a top gun that's currently in the league. So we'll be right back and we'll get right back to y'all. Hey man, what's up? What's happening? Dig this and check this out. If you like myself and you are tired of listening to the same old boring sports podcast, talking about the same old boring things, tired of watching the same old sports talk shows, talk about the same old sports topics, then you need to download the Beyond the Game podcast where we have an assortment of shows talking about an array of topics and nothing is off 
limits. If you like the NFL, we got you covered with that with our NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. If the NBA is your flavor, then make sure you check out our NBA Weekly Recap Show every single week hosted by myself, KJ, and my boy Ralph. If you like particular teams, we got you covered with that as well as we have my boy Don J coming through with his The Heels Have Eyes Podcast, a podcast about all things North Carolina related. But BBN, don't fret. We got you covered with that because we have my boy Rick the Bull teaming up with Bravo to bring you their UK weekly podcast about all things University of Kentucky related. And just added to the slate, we have the Philadelphia Eagles podcast hosted by my boys Drew and Don J. But hey, check this out. If you want to sit down and watch us, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the podcast on the YouTube channel, KY Beyond the Game. But anyways, that's enough taking up your time. Let's get back to the show and see what they talking about. Yo, we so KY Fantasy Podcast right back at you. Next topic we're going to dive into is which Top Gun would you start a franchise around us currently in the league? And, Bravo, I'm going to kick it to you first on this one, man. Who who would you have lead the helms of your team? Starting with the quarterbacks. So I don't think about anything surrounding them. Oh, Patty Mahomes. <laughs> I don't, I, that's the easy answer. Give me Pat all day. I got you. Brew, who you who you got, man? Patrick, Patrick Mahomes is now off the board. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Rick, who you got? This is easy. I would have picked this guy over both of them. Justin Herbert. Okay. Rob. Rob, who 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 would you pick if you could pick any quarterback to lead your coach, man? That's what's up. Right. <laughs> I think the same thing. Yeah, man. I don't think anybody can save him. Uh, who I would pick, I like to think about longevity too. So I probably will rock with, uh, Trevor Lawrence to see where it takes me since Herbert is off the board. Thanks, Rick. But, uh, I think this is going to be my favorite part of the episode. Actually, quick question. Brew, who is in your top five right now? Power rankings, no individual order for the NFL. Team-wise? Yeah, team-wise. It ain't got to be in no order. Just your top five, man. Gotta go with the Chiefs, uh-huh. uh, the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, it gets a little shaky. Whoa. Chiefs, Eagles, since uh, I gotta go with Cincy just because uh, they've been coming on strong. Uh, I hate to say it, but Dallas. Okay, uh, okay, okay. Stop That's right there. Five. Stop no, no, right hold there. on, hold on, bro. Stop, I'm nah. I got, you. I got you. Your time is coming, five, right? I'm. I'm giving. I'm four. giving you. Some, you got one more, bro. I'm giving. You... Nah, that was five, bro. Nah, he's I, I gotta pick one more. Uh, man, I gotta go with uh Baltimore. <laughs> Bravo! I'm giving you some grease. Hold on, hold on. Hey, <laughs> Rob, Brood. can you hear me? <laughs> Rob is not on. Bro, tell bro, bro, you playing it? You playing right? Gotta be. Do you want me to say Minnesota? Because they're not good, bro. No, I want you to say San Francisco, bro. Like, come on, bro. Okay. My bad. San Francisco. San nah, Francisco. Don't, nah, we ain't recanting no statements, bro. Nah. I ain't going to lie. I'm not even going to lie. Mate, y'all, y'all heard what I said on the podcast the last two shows about San Francisco. 
My bad. I was thinking that y'all were wanting me to say that the Vikings were good because that's just ne- I'm never going to say that. I mean, <laughs> we can go back over that again, too. San Francisco <laughs> good, though. San Francisco good, though. All right. Everybody was looking at me sideways because I had the Vikings and I believe I had the Niners in my top five. <laughs> but here today. But we're going to let Bravo cook, man. Uh, Bravo, talk about your 49ers playoff aspirations. The disrespect you've been getting around the league, man, about your 49ers not being a top five team. Pete don't see y'all making it past y'all first game. I'm pretty sure Peter said worse than some things I can't say online here. But, man, take us away, man. First of all, I'm just going to get my Stephen A bag a little bit. The audacity. That's what it is for me. It's the audacity. I ain't even going to take in what Pete said into account because Pete just says stuff to get a reaction. So I'm not even listening to anything he has to say. Pete just wants to get a reaction because he knew damn well the Seahawks wasn't going to beat us. We smoked them at the beginning of the season. We smoked them again last Thursday, just like I said we would. Secondly, before I get into the Niners, I would just like to recant some statements I made. I said the Cowboys were top five. I now take them out of my top five. I'd also like to come back and reiterate that I said the Vikings were not it, and they are not. I don't care that they came back and won. They should have never been down 33 points to the Colts, period. They are not a top five team. I said it before. I stand by that. Now, on to the Niners. I don't, I don't want to toot the horn too loud because, you know, in the, great word, in the words of the great Mamba, job's not finished. However... We are on a seven-game win streak. We haven't lost since we got smoked by the Chiefs. During that time, the defense has been unreal. Like, I don't – we're either leading or top five in every statistical category you can have for a defense. I saw a video the other day. A guy was saying, like, usually when you got an elite defense, they're typically elite against the run and okay against the pass or elite against the pass and okay against the run. The 49ers are elite against everything. Everything. Top five in interceptions. Top five in sacks. Nick Bosa is like number one in sacks in the league. Leads in pressures. Then it's like, all right, y'all got a defense, but y'all down to y'all third string quarterback. He been cooking. It's like y'all not watching the games. It's like, okay, I can say he's a rookie, he's a rookie, he's a rookie. But if you're watching the games, bro, like he's running the offense. And we all know that Kyle Shanahan runs a quarterback-friendly offense. And what's the quarterback's best friend? A good run game and a strong defense. What do the 49ers have? a good run game, and a strong defense. And I don't care who you put in our backfield, bro. We're going to run the ball. Uh, Elijah Mitchell goes down, but we do trade for Christian McCaffrey, thank God. Then we got another kid, Jordan Mason, though nobody know much about. You put him in the game, bro, he's a hammer. So it's like you got a lightning-thunder combination with him and CMC. Again, defense is unreal. I ain't going to keep beating the dead horse, bro, because we see what the defense is doing. It's on par with some of the best defenses we've ever seen, period. But again, I don't want to toot the horn too loud, dog. But I just don't. I don't understand like why it's so hard to recognize that this is a real contender. Every analyst I see on TV believes it, but for some reason, like we can't get that respect in here. Like I went back and listened to the podcast, and Rob had the nerve to say that we was gonna lose to Tampa Bay in the playoffs. Like we ain't just beat the brakes off the Bucks, beat the brakes off of them, thirty-five to seven, bro. That game was a that was dominant. And if they play us, they're going to have to play us in San Francisco. Listen, I get it. Tom Brady's the GOAT. He's going to go down as the greatest quarterback ever. But what have we seen from Tom Brady this year to think, make us think he's going to turn it on in the playoffs? What have we seen from the Bucks this year that makes us think they're going to turn it on in the playoffs? Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So, yeah, man, like I said, I ain't going to toot the horn too loud. I just know we're on a seven-game win streak. Looking at the rest of our schedule, it can go to 10 if we're keeping it all the way above. Um we got Washington this week. 
We got the Raiders after that, and then we end the game on the Cardinals. And then one last note, like, if we're going to come in here talking about facts, I think somebody was talking about Seattle can still win the division. Seattle was not going to win the division, bro. We have not lost a division game all year. We're undefeated in our division. We're going to sweep. So Seattle, unless they won out and we lost out, they statistically were not going to win that division. But anyway, you know, I would just say put some respect on our names. Um, we're going to have to see first. And uh, like Kobe said, job ain't finished. That's all I got. I'm definitely feel you, man. I appreciate that. I'm going to kick it right back to you on the topic since last episode you were out. Last week we talked about draft positions and draft needs. Are y'all going to do the 49er thing, uh, sort of like the Eagles do, draft another defensive lineman you probably don't need, draft another old lineman you probably don't need? What are some needs you see for your team? And based on where y'all at, is there any particular player or a position that you think y'all should really go after? Um. So it's crazy because I remember I used to always bitch about us drafting defensive linemen, but one of the keys to our defensive line being so good is because we have depth. So, you know, I can take that back. If I had to say we need some help anywhere, I think it would be along the O-line. Like, in on the interior, we're good. Like, I like our centers. I like our guards. Um, but at right tackle, obviously, we're good at left tackle with Trent Williams. But McGlinchey is – He's a good run blocking, run blocking tackle. He sucks against the pass rush, bro. Um, so, if anything, I would like to have a more well-rounded right tackle. But overall, like, I feel like we're pretty solid. Maybe, you know, draft some corners for some more depth in the secondary. Uh, maybe some safeties because right now we got Jimmy Ward playing out of position. They got him playing the nickel, and he's by nature a strong safety. I mean, but, you know, it's working right now. So, I would say secondary and address the O-line and for the hell of it, Draft some more running backs and D linemen. Okay, I can feel you. Rick, I'm gonna come right to you with this. Uh draft needs. What do you see as some needs? And how do you think y'all go? Who will be your personal pick? I'm gonna give you two different options. Who would you be your personal pick? Which y'all draft pick? And who do you think y'all go to? And what do you think is y'all biggest positional need? Well, fellas, how much time do y'all have? We got a lot. We got we got we got a lot of needs. Uh our record doesn't reflect our roster. We we're just really, really, really good coach this year. And our defense has stepped up. Uh obvious the obvious need is receiver. Kenny Galladay just came and just turned how the Grinch stole Christmas, bro. He stole all he stole all the money from us. Uh Sterling Shepard, uh I like to see him back, but he's hurt every year. And he is, I mean, from what I read earlier reports, we, we uh, our GM's looking to resign uh, Daniel Jones, Sa- Saquon, uh, Sterling Shepard, and Nick Gates and Julian Love. I guess they've performed. And Sterling Shepard's been the model giant, even with him being hurt. So uh, that's, that's, that's rumbling off. But we definitely need receivers. Uh, we need linebackers for sure. Um and we need a guard. We need guards, and we need a second corner, man. I, I'm I'm a forever be pissed off that we didn't figure out James Bradbury's contract and we let him walk to the Eagles. Uh, so that would be that would be my the answer to your first question. The second question, uh, I'm biased. I'm gonna give a biased answer on this, but I also think he's probably the second best offensive weapon in the draft. If I if I had the option to draft. Based off of the position we're going to be at, because it looks like we're going to be high teens, low 20s, I'd go Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. 
for my college. I think he's the best tight end in the draft. His nickname is Baby Gronk. He blocks. He does everything well. He led college in uh, the college in receiving yards for tight ends and touchdowns. He had the highest PFF grade. I would go Michael Mayer. Um, knowing the Giants will probably try to go after uh, Jackson Smith and the Jig Buzz. That how you say his last name, Don? I know he's your Ohio State guy, and or um, or the Addison kid from USC. But my answer would be for sure Michael Mayer. Okay. You don't like Hyatt coming out of Tennessee? He had a monster year, too. I like Hyatt coming out of Tennessee. I just – I don't know if he fits our offense because he he's kind of – I mean, I didn't watch a lot of Tennessee games, but he, he seemed like he was more of an explosive receiver running streak routes, and I think that's what we picked Wondell up for when he wanted them possession receivers, and I don't think he's a possession receiver. I could be wrong, though. Like I said, I didn't watch a lot of Tennessee games, so. I definitely feel you there. Bravo, you missed out on this topic last week, too. Uh, MVP, who's your pick? I'll say Jalen Hurts. Um, one, just the improvement from last year to this year has been amazing. And then, two, like, his team's got the best record in the entire NFL. I feel like at some point, wins got to be calculated into choosing your MVP. Um, if it ain't going to be Hurts, then I'd say Mahomes. But right now, I'm going Jalen Hurts. All right, Rick. Who's your pick? Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go against it. And it's it's ain't a knock towards Hurts because he's having a great season. Uh, but I got I gotta go Mahomes. Jalen Hurts gained AJ Brown. Patrick Mahomes lost Tyreek Hill, and he's putting up the numbers he's putting up. So I mean, a lot of that is attributed to you him getting AJ Brown and Devontae Smith developing in his second year. I do, but I do think he's improved. I don't know if y'all remember this, bro. And I don't like. I don't like to go back and be like, yeah, I said this, yeah, I said that. But I said Jalen Hurts was going to be the best quarterback out of that draft class. He's not, but he's top three. Like, I I, I knew when y'all drafted him that Wentz's Wentz, time was up. All y'all had to do was surround him with good pieces. I think he's having an MVP year, but I, you got to go Mahomes, bro. Like, he lost Tyreek Hill and he's putting up better numbers. Like, would you Can I, uh... Go ahead, Can I interject for a second? Can I interject yeah. for a second? Because it's funny that you said that because I was watching um, – I can't remember which show this morning, but they brought up the same subject. And uh, I, think, I can't remember which analyst it was, but he brought up a good point. He was like, you know, everybody saying they don't want to um, give Jalen the MVP because he has such a great team around him. But it's like we also discount the fact – and it's not taking away nothing from Mahomes because I think Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. But we discount the fact that, yes, he lost Tyreek Hill, but he still got Andy Reid. Andy Reid is known as one of the best offensive minds that the NFL has ever seen. And you got to think, quarterbacks always eat with Andy Reid. Like, they was in playoff contention when they had Alex Smith. Like, Mahomes was just an upgrade over him, and the offense took off. So, again, not taking anything away from Mahomes. Like, yeah, Jalen uh, Hurts has weapons. He does. But, like, Mahomes has the best offensive mind in the game right now. So, you know, it ain't like he's he's working with a bare cabinet over there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But – but Alex Smith also didn't put up the numbers under Andy Reid. Hey, but they won. He did. Yeah. No, he did put up the numbers, but they were winning. Yeah, but I'm saying he wasn't like a. He was never an MVP candidate under Reid. Oh, no, Reid has also, that mind, but like Reid had Donovan McNabb too. Yeah, but I'm saying he's, he has, he's had Michael Vick. Yeah, they weren't MVP. With Carson, he did. Well, no, Carson Wentz was Doug Peterson. You think uh, Michael Vick was MVP candidate when he was on the? I ain't gonna say MVP candidate, but he he had he had, <laughs> he good had years, a year. Bro. He had one year. He, he had one year for sure. He had one for sure. No, no, no. He had a year. He had a good year, boy. Is he the MVP of that season? Uh-huh. 
That's what I'm saying. Like Jalen, Jalen Hurts, if if, if Patrick Mahomes was not in the league, Jalen Hurts would be the front runner for MVP, in my opinion. So I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from him. Patrick Mahomes, like, let's take away that he lost Tyreek. He's putting up better numbers than what he's put up in the past. Like with Travis Kelsey as a tight end, we have Combo come on and say Lamar ain't got no weapons, and he has Andrews. You see what Mahomes is doing with his number one weapon tight end. This point. I'm saying like this. I mean, honestly, I feel like it's either Mahomes or Hurts. I don't feel like yeah. there's a wrong answer either way. It's not. But it's really not. Looking at the, I'm looking at where because I'm looking at where, you know, the Eagles are now as compared to where they were last year. Yeah, they made a bunch of good additions, but shit, that's what you're supposed to do yeah. when you're trying to build a contender. So I'm looking at overall how the Eagles ascended and how he ascended, and I say, like, that makes him the most valuable player. I also got a whole other take on MVP awards, but I don't want to go down a rabbit hole, so we can move on whenever you're ready. Can I, right, can I make a, one more point to stir off that since we're talking about, like, personnel yeah. and stuff? And I know Brew going to shake his head up and down to this. Bro, what do you think Justin Herbert would do on the Eagles? Justin Herbert. <laughs> he got some weapons. Justin Herbert. What do you think sure. Justin Herbert would do on the Dolphins, bro? I, like, bro, I came to the realization over the weekend, bro, if Justin Herbert had the weapons that some of these people had, like healthy, Justin Herbert would probably be MVP. He's that talented, it's, bro. I have it's the coach and that's the only knocks I have on him. It's the thing about the Chargers, though. The Chargers, when they find a quarterback that's serviceable or better, it's almost like they're the team. It's like they don't have coaches. The coaches just put everything on that quarterback, and that quarterback's got to carry them. And that's why I think they don't go to success. But as far as um, MVP, I'm going Mahomes. Multiple reasons. I'm not going to go too in-depth. First things first, I want to give a shout-out to Hurts. He's definitely improved. There's only 13 quarterbacks this year that's thrown 20 or more touchdowns. Hurts mm-hmm. is one of them. So I want to give him a shout-out for improvement. But there's only one quarterback that's thrown 30-plus touchdowns, and that's Patrick Mahomes. Also, you got to look at strength of schedule. It's not even close when you compare the Chiefs' strength of schedule to the Eagles. <clears throat> Eagles have a better defense than the Chiefs by far, better secondary than the Chiefs by far, better run game than the Chiefs by far. And they have a better starting receiving core by far. Now, of course, they have Kelsey. He's better than Goddard. But, like I said, it's Patrick Mahomes. Uh, they're going to probably win 14 games. I know the Eagles are going to win at least 15, probably. So, I'm going with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, as far as needs, I didn't get to speak on that topic. Needs, make it real brief. Uh, the Rams got to draft at least two offensive linemen. Uh, we need another linebacker. And we're going to need somebody off the edge, at least one, if not two guys. We got a couple of guys that can help Aaron Donald get pressure up the middle, but one got suspended for six games for PEDs. Then he got hurt. So that's just our luck this year. Everybody's hurt. <clears throat> but that's the route we got to go. Um, probably draft another secondary guy, too. I see some stuff getting shaken up uh, based on our secondary in the offseason. I think a couple of guys won't be back. So. All right, I can dig it. Moving into the next topic, we're going to talk about the refs and how they may have dictated some games or how they may have point shaved to help some people. Uh, uh, refs have been terrible. I don't really have much to say about them. They've been terrible um, at this point. It is what it is. Just adjust to the way the refs are calling the game as best as you can and try to be on your best behavior. Rick, there was some controversy in your game on both sides. It was 
a lot of chaos, man. <laughs> Some flags should have been thrown. Man, how do you think about not only that game that we just witnessed, but how the refs have been acting all year? So I, I don't I don't I don't want to be long on this because I don't want people to think that I'm defending. I think there, it was a pass interference on the 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 last play or one of the last plays of the game. But and I but I also think people look at that and don't see nothing else. And that play, Kayvon Thibodeau almost had his eye poked out. Illegal hands to the face, so the penalties would offset. So it would have been a, they would have had to try to go for it again. Now the McLaurin thing, uh, it's a mixed bag. I, I, I y'all said he said I, I didn't watch the video, bro. I just watched it live and I seen something afterwards, so I can't really speak on it a lot. But y'all said that the referee said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, you're on the line or whatever." But as a receiver, you also need to know you're on the line. So. But, it, I mean, if it's a penalty, it's a penalty. But it, it it's the thing. Like, there were so many missed calls. Richie James got slammed in a, on a play on a third, on a key third down. It would have burned more clock. We didn't even give him a chance to even to do it. Like, it would have been a pass interference. But I ain't going to just talk about the Giants because it ain't just the Giants. Like, last year, too, when we played the, the Commanders, or at the time it was a football team, they caught an offside on Dexter Lawrence when they missed the field goal, and it wasn't offsides. So, I think it's just the refs in general. Uh, that uh, catch was it? Who was the guy from? Was it Cole from the uh, Raiders? Keelan Cole. They caught that touchdown, and they reviewed it, and they still called it a touchdown. Bruss feet was clearly out of bounds. Like it wasn't a touchdown. I I didn't understand that call. Uh, there, there's a lot. The refs have been bad for a while. Like even dating back to the playoffs with Mister Brew uh, in the in the Rams against the the, the the Saints. And listen, Brew. Brew was the key celebrator on that play. Bro, would, bro was not denying that there was a bad call, that, that, that there was a bad no call. Like, bro, blatantly passing the France and it gave the Rams. Was that playoffs, bro, or was that regular season? That was the uh, NFC Championship. Championship. Yeah. Is that, yeah. is that the year y'all – no, I went the year – y'all lost that year, right, to the Patriots? We lost to the Patriots, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that sent them to the Super Bowl. So, yeah. like, it, it, the refs have been bad for a while. I don't know what it is to change. I, the refs have been bad in every sport. Baseball, basketball, I don't know what it is to change, but, like, I hate the whole uh, – at the end of the game, you have to call it differently. Like, bro, call it the whole the whole way. If it's a pass interference, it's a pass interference. If it's uh, illegal formation, it's illegal formation. But you got to be, like – you got to call every call because a lot of people say, well, this call didn't impact the game, but it does. It's just not the end of the game. If, you, if it's your last drive on offense and you're trying to keep the ball from the defense and a call wasn't called on your behalf – for you to burn the clock out, then that affects the game. So referees are just bad all around, all around bro. And a lot of people was comparing it to the NBA, the Tim Donahue scandal. They think like refs are betting in the NFL. So I don't know. Even in college, bro, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but it's definitely been awful. I can feel it. That Keelan Cole touchdown. There was an analyst that shared the picture on Twitter, a steal frame. He was like, "That's a touchdown," and you can clearly see the paint. From out of bounds, like, like in the know. air on the shoe, like bro, his foot tapped. Bro, they it was close. It was close. They, they, they reviewed it and still yeah. called it. That's wild, bro. Yeah, like I don't know how that wasn't overturned. That's crazy, Bravo. What you been thinking about the refs all year? I mean, I feel like the officiating has definitely been down. Um, and then I also feel like, like Rick was saying, like you know how they feel like, oh, I can't call this at the end of a game. Like you need to call it the same way all game. I also feel like a lot of that come. There's a lot of pressure 
for one, because it's like, you know, refs get a lot of shit when they do make calls, whether they be the right call or a bad call. Um, I think something maybe some of the leagues could look into is not sharing the ref's information. Like, you notice how they tell you the referee's names at games. Like, we got this ref in that real life. You don't need, we don't need to know the ref's name. Nobody came to watch the referees. Also, you know, you know how fans can get a little overzealous. Like, that potentially could put that person in danger. So, I think leagues should explore, like, not giving out information about the referees. And I just think the refs need to do a better job overall, bro. Like, you know, it was a lot of missed calls in a lot of games this past week. Obviously, the Giants and the Commanders call got that spotlight. And I know you were saying, like, it's the receiver's job to know he's on the line, but the receivers depend on the uh, the refs to know they're on the line. That's why they check with him. That's the whole point of them being there. And I saw the video on the field of a close-up, and the ref absolutely signaled to that man. Now, in fact, when he first came up, the ref told him to scoot up a little bit. He scooted up. He gave him the thumbs up, and the ref was like, yeah, you good. And then he threw the penalty flag on him. Like, I get it, that's your squad, but that was, that was a BS call. Um, but it's neither here nor there. Game's over. Don't leave it in the ref's hands is how I feel about it. But overall, man, I feel like there needs to be some change made, maybe a little bit change the process on how you find refs. Um, maybe there's a – I'm sure that's a grading system for refs. Is there not? There should be. And, you know, if you're getting low grades, you shouldn't be able to ref games. So, I don't know. They need to figure something out. But I'll just overall, officiating has been bad for a while now. For sure. I 100% homie, I 100% think homie has some money on the game. He was like, ah, yeah, it's my time to shine through the flag on, on Terry, man. He ain't realized he was on a lot of cameras, though, man. But, bro, what you been thinking about the refs, man, all season? That was the part about it that was comedy. As soon as he told them he was good, they snapped the ball, and he just instantly pulled the flag out. So, I, I agree with Bravo. They got to change the way that they find them because, I mean, yeah, they make good money, but they're not making NFL player money. So they start getting hit with those fines. Then, you know, they'll make sure they're making the right calls. Uh, my thing is the league never wants to go against the refs because then you ruin the credibility of the refs, which causes more issues between the refs and the players and the fans as well. Um, yeah, officiating's been horrible for a while, like Rick said. In the games, they don't want to call calls they've been calling all game or even in the playoffs. I remember the 2017-18 season. Surprise year for the Rams, first year with McVay. We went from nine playoff teams to 11 wins. Played the Falcons first round at home, which we came off a bye week. I don't like that. But corners literally held on half of our routes. They literally hold them the whole route, and then when the ball was about two yards left in the player, they would let them go. But, of course, the player's already been adjusted off his his route. And they weren't calling passing the French the whole game. But during the season, they was calling that every game. So it's just like, be consistent. Because hard as a player, it's hard to adjust to what you've been doing for 16, 17 weeks. And then on the spur of the moment, you just got to adjust to being able to get mauled. So, I don't know. They, they're just not consistent. Like Rick said, no sport. They all do the same thing. End of the game, what they've been calling all game changes. They'll end the game on free throws, on tic-tac calls they haven't called all game. Same thing. They'll end the game in the NFL. Uh, for instance, when we played the uh, the Bucks, they ended the game off that ticky-tack passing the friends call from Mike Evans. So, I don't know. That's just stuff that they do. I don't know. I, I always assume that's Vegas putting the call in. That's the only thing I can come up with. Okay, I can definitely dig it. Uh, to throw another one out there, man. Um, 
I hate the Cowboys, but I'm going to cut Dak a little slack on some things that's happened to him this year. Sort of like I'm going to do Lamar with these drop passes. I really would like to see the stats between them two quarterbacks of who's thrown the most drops for their receivers or whose receivers have dropped the most passes. Uh, looking at the Cowboys, man, I don't, I'm not sure if CeeDee Lamb is a true receiver one. Uh, do y'all think the Cowboys should have kept Amari Cooper? Bro, I'm going to kick right back to you to start this one. So I think the Cowboys should have kept Amari Cooper. Yeah, how they traded him away for a fifth. <laughs> how much How much money was he trying to get? Bro, they traded him away for a fifth. Understandable, but how much money was he trying to get? He's already under contract. Yeah, they, they I thought did, he was they up for just, a new contract. No. no. They had just re-upped on him like <laughs> – Oh, they did it the year before. Prior. Okay. Well, yeah, they had already signed him. They already paid him. Yeah, they should have just kept him. <clears throat> it was bad enough they already got rid of Cedric Wilson. So you can't give away all your playmakers. Um, we'll see what T.Y. Hilton does. I think he might have a little juice left. But they definitely should have kept him. You don't trade him for a fifth rounder. That don't even make sense. I don't even no. think even Bill Belichick wouldn't have did that. So that was dumb. Oh, and to answer your question, uh, as far as drops, uh, league leaders and drops, you got the – Actually, the Bills lead the league in drops, and I believe that's accurate because Gabriel Davis drops about three a game. Um, <laughs> but as far as – I don't know who you wanted to see, but uh, it's the Bills, Dolphins, Bucks, Packers, Jags, Kansas City, Giants, Chargers, and Lions, and Broncos. That's the top ten in drops. So, I mean, the Cowboys are all the way down at – I don't even see that. Oh, the Cowboys are. Okay. Well, Bravo. Do you think the Cowboys should have got rid of Amari? Do you think they miss him right now? I mean, clearly they miss him. Um, I mean, who's their who's their second receiver? Neil Brown. Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong, Michael Gallup around. got a little bit of juice, man, but he's not Amari Cooper. Like, we're going to keep it all the way a buck. Like, Amari Cooper is a legitimate receiver. I don't, you know, is he a number one? I don't know, but he could be like a 1B. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, I think they're definitely missing him right now. That's why they out here, you know, playing hopscotch with Odell. Is he going to come? Is he not going to come? They don't know what to do. Um, yeah, they should have kept him on the roster, bro. Like, you know, two is always better than one when you got an edge threat like Amari Cooper and then another guy on the other side with C.D. Lamb, bro. Like, it's always a lot better than just having one guy taking on the majority of the uh, the targets. Like, so I don't know, man. I mean, teams make questionable moves all the time. I don't know what their reasoning for, for trading him was. Was did he, did he have beef with the quarterbacks? Did he have beef with the coaches? You no, know, it was, wasn't working. I don't know, but I just feel like that was an unnecessary move. I can dig it. Amari Cooper is uh, well known across this league that he's not one of my favorite receivers in the league. <laughs> uh, but what I can't deny is that man can run a route, and when he's on, he's on. <laughs> I just think he got ADHD. I I'm keep spreading that rumor. I don't know what he does when he when he sees the ball and it hits his hands. Sometimes he just forgets he's running routes, and yeah, bruh be open too, which kills me. But Rick Cowboys. Division four, man. Do you, do you think they should have kept him? You think they missing a fifth round pick, bro? <laughs> bro, that's a no brainer. Everybody's answer on, on here should be yes, bro. Michael Gallup's don't stay healthy. He's not. He's nowhere near Amari Cooper. Uh, Noah Brown's a good fourth receiver, but he's playing in a third. 
and they got Tony Pollard, who they kind of stretch out to play that kind of that McCaffrey role. But I mean, that's Amari Cooper. CD Lamb's having a great year. CD Lamb would have had a better year if Amari Cooper was on his team because he wouldn't be getting doubled. So absolutely, it's that's a that's a simple, short, easy answer. Yes, the Cowboys should have. And there's, I love Odell, bro, but you don't know what you're getting out of him. So why wouldn't you just go with what was working? All right, man. I'm gonna kick something right back to you, man. You in the final four. You you playing Coach Pete, the GM Pete, man. We can't let him get another shit, man. Spotlight show matchup. Tell me in the most slanderous way how you think you're gonna pull off his victory. Yeah, I was gonna try to get to that before we got off here. Listen, man, my team don't have a name for no reason, bro. I ain't no front runner. I ain't no underdog. I ain't no IR boy. I'm not. I'm asking God for something more important than a fantasy win. My team ain't got no name because either we're going to go out there and we're going to perform or we're going to lay an egg. <laughs> and with me and Pete, bro, me and Pete seem like we in cahoots a lot on this pod. We agree. We we give each other flowers. But underlying me and Pete are rivals. I mean, every year it's it's me and him. Not for the ship, but like our mat, we both key our matchup, and he'll win either in the playoffs. I can't get him in the playoffs, but I'll get him in the regular season. Well, he got me in the regular season this year, and I'm trying to get my lick back. So I already told Kane I'm gonna see him in the championship. Pete has been a great run, brother, but you're gonna have to get get your championship out of somebody else, man, because my team coming in off safety this week. I love to see Pete in the consolation championship. But uh, mm-hmm. Brew, you got the matchup, man. Cinderella, uh, <laughs> your favorite piece of bacon, man. Kane, the man you have to set a perfect lineup for in order to win. <laughs> Brew, please, bro. Listen, let me tell you something. Me, me, and Brew are known to, to be adversaries in fantasy. I give him advice one time. One time, I said, Brew, go get Tannehill. He went for Mike White, bro. And he told me when we when we went and had our little gathering, he was like, bro, Tannehill's going to mess around and get 18 points, bro, and it's going to look like it's the good move. But Mike White's hurt, bro. You should have got Tannehill, bro. I know we can't decide the injuries and stuff now, bro, but you could have had Tannehill, dog. Hold up. Tannehill's very likely that feels out hurt. for the season right now. He's too. out for the season. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. yeah. Came yeah across that's what I was – that's exactly what I was uh, Hey, bro, I'm on jet lag. I, <laughs> I, got, I got home an hour before this pod, bro. Don't even mind me. Dude. I was about to tell you, Tannehill got carted off uh, last week. Oh, man. Bro, but what you think about your matchup, man? It's a chance to go to a chip. Uh, it'll be immaculate. And I told him before you uh, hopped on with us that I'll lead a league if you beat Kane this week, like, I'll leave. Like, this will be my last season if you somehow make it to the ship. Because <laughs> it will be by the absolute grace of God <laughs> that you win this week. Hey, man. But going to your matchup, man. All I got to say is, man, sometimes you got to turn your life around for a greater cause, man. So, uh, <clears throat> man, look. I, I went back and forth with this because I went back and forth between Tannehill and uh, Mike White. What I said, I had one move left. Mike White had a cakewalk schedule to end the game. Now, had I known there was going to be a lot of politics going on, wouldn't have picked Mike White. Owner wants to play Wilson. Solid wants to play 
Mike White. So they've been in a little feud. I don't really get into the, I mean, it's the Jets. They've been bad for so long. I don't really check Jets media. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think I'm getting a little cold or something. But anyway, Tannehill's hurt. So even if I had Tannehill or White, I wouldn't have a quarterback this week. Um, Kane already said, uh, good game, Brewer. He already won. Um, he already said he's in the ship. Well, you know, I like when people do that. So I'm going, I don't even like to do this. Just keep your eyes open for my matchup Sunday. I don't even like to make no predictions, but I just know if it turns out the way that I think it might turn out by a higher power, <laughs> somebody's going to be hurt on Sunday. So when did, I see listen, him, I'm going to say this. He just beat Kane two weeks ago. And we didn't think he could do it. Nah, this is a completely different story, though. This, this quarter, ain't the same. But look, his quarterback on his quarterback got hurt that game. His quarterback only yeah, gave my him quarterback 10 got hurt the game I beat Kane last time. He only gave him ten points. Well, he's getting zero from. <laughs> 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 hey, well, look the, the number the number three guy in the league played me with zero and. I I I ain't gonna do no talking. I'm a I'm gonna go. My horns even quieter than Bravo's. Bro, you need you, guys, you, you need pick up Brock Purdy. Yeah, Brock <laughs> hey. Purdy out there on the wire. Brock Purdy looked good. I almost picked him up in another league. Yeah, Brock Purdy would have pushed you through, man. With we Jimmy see what he looked like the rest week, of the though. year. We'll see what he looked like this week. Hey man, we got a we got a call it cakewalk, but we can we ain't got a tough schedule coming down the stretch. <laughs> I mean, the best defense we're going to see the rest of the year is going to be Washington this weekend. Everybody else is trash. We got yeah, the Washington's the D-line, but Washington plays such soft coverage that he should be able to do whatever he wants to. Bro, I ain't going to say you can't do it, but you need about 110 between Davis, McCaffrey, and Carlson. It's <laughs> <laughs> hey. being close. Davis is, Davis and I know Carlson can put up some points. <laughs> Davis is due for a 30 point game. If he just catch the doggone ball, man. Bro, I don't get I've never seen somebody that hits him in the hand. I mean, you talk about Amari Cooper. He's way worse. Way worse. Well, you might get about 20 from uh CMC because you know we're gonna check down. Bro, he needs we can't no more. He needs 60 <laughs> from Derry, bro. Bro, if I see 50, you in the championship, minimum. bro, if it's me and you in the championship, bro, I'm gonna set my quarterback. <clears throat> my dog, because I probably well, you probably don't follow me. I know it's your defensive old defensive coordinator. I saw well, earlier in the week they said uh Mike White had a lot of obstacles to start this week, and this was like two days ago, and then they just ruled him out yesterday. Um Zach Wilson didn't play horrible, but he did he cost him the game by throwing that pick. So I don't know if they plan on starting him or not. I don't know if Bravo, if you follow Salah, Salah, however you say his name. Hey, all right, we're going to take us to the chat because we're about to get cut off. We so KY okay. Fantasy Podcast. We're going to catch you on the next one. We're going to keep <laughs> arguing and going back.